Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Today, we're going to answer one of the most popular questions that I get as a holistic business coach and strategist. How long is it going to take for your business to be successful? Now, this question comes up all the time at different stages of business. I see this with folks who are considering starting a business or kind of take those first couple steps, definitely with people who have taken the first steps and are looking around and being like, wow, I'm spending a lot of time and resources on this. When am I getting my ROI? But also, you may be surprised unless you're in this place, people who have been at it for several years are reaching a place where they're generating more revenue, but it's costing more money to generate that revenue. Totally normal. And they're wondering, is this success? This isn't what I pictured. Now, of course, here's the real truth. I can't tell you how long it's going to take until your business is successful, quote unquote. Um, Sorry for the bait and switch, but I want us to really talk about what that means the factors that go into success, and what I personally tend to see as a business coach anecdotally. So first of all, a lot of times when folks are asking me, when is this going to start to work? When am I going to be successful? When am I going to be making enough money? The number one question that I want to come back is, what do those things mean to you? So many folks say, when my business is successful, and they don't actually know what that means. Often there might be some kind of lifestyle choice associated with it. For example, being able to work full time in your business, work from home. That was a big one for me personally. I wanted to work from home full time. I didn't want to have to go anywhere. Um, There might be a specific, oh, I just won't, you know, I'll feel like I have more money. But often it's really vague. One of the first things we have people do inside the Holistic Business Academy is the fucking math on how much money it would take to go full time if that was your job, right? If that was your goal, excuse me, to um, you know cover a certain expense if that's your goal. We actually have to look at these things because if you're just saying to be successful or why isn't it working, which is the flip side of the question of when is it going to be successful, chances are you haven't defined your parameters for success. Now, there are a lot of different kinds of success. I tend to work mostly with people who are already full-time in their businesses or who want to be. My ideal clients already have started their businesses and are transitioning to full-time or are full-time and scaling. So for the Holistic Business Academy, we do have some folks who are newer to their businesses than that, but that is the people that I'm really interested in working with. Now, for some folks, though, you may not want to go full time in your business and that's okay. You don't have to, but you should be clear on what that goal is. If your goal is to supplement your income by being able to, I don't know, cover um, something for your children or to be able to build up savings using your business or to pay down debt. Those are all awesome goals. Or maybe you do just want to make some extra cash doing something you love. Also a great goal, but you have to define what success means to you. I recommend having a financial target for your first success level. Because the reality is that success is a shifting number. It doesn't, it's not a fixed number for reasons we'll talk about in a second. But having an initial revenue target that is going to solve one of these problems for you or let you know that your business is working. I think for me personally, of course, the first time somebody gave me money for something I did, that found felt pretty great. But when I started consistently making about $1,000 a month, that is, I think, when I felt, okay, 
I can do this. Like that was a major milestone for me, the thousand dollar mark. And it went up from there, but that was a mark. And it wasn't a mark where I was able to work for myself full time at all. But that was the first time I felt successful because to me, that was an indicator that I could consistently generate revenue. And you know, not just five bucks here or there, a thousand dollars a month. That is nothing. That's nothing to snuff at. That's like real fucking cash, right? So figure out what that goal is for you. I also recommend having qualitative goals as well, or something, ideally something that is a yes, no, you know, if you've hit it or not, but that isn't tied to money success. Often when we're starting a business, we do of course think of the cash in the bank, which is great. But as we'll talk about in just a second, one of the problems with that is that that becomes a moving target in your business. As your business grows, you spend more on things, your lifestyle might change. Um, and things like that. So having qualitative goals that are still binary, still yes, no, can be really helpful as well. As I mentioned, one of my primary goals was to be able to stay home full time. So I actually went full time in my business before my work um, as a tarot reader and a herbalist was supporting me full time by taking on some freelance contracts because one of my primary goals was to work from home. So I was able to work for myself full time with some freelance contracts and some freelance clients as a marketer, um, as I was bridging the gap between employment and self-employment. So for me, being able to work from home, that was absolutely critical. You might have other personal needs and desires inside the first phase of the Holistic Business Academy. Our members know we go through that in depth and you get to really decide what those are for you. But those are success metrics. And that's one of the reasons why I can't tell you how long it takes for you to be successful um, because it is going to be depending on your things. Now, the reason numbers are challenging is because as your business grows, your goals will change and what feels like success is going to be different. As I said, when I first started my business, making $1,000 a month blew my fucking mind. And I still think that's awesome. Anytime one of y'all like crosses that mark and shares it with me, I get so excited. It's a huge, huge deal. It's like that four figure mark is just like real cash all of a sudden, right? You're like, oh shit, like that's rent or maybe twice rent or half of rent, depending on where you live. But it tends to feel like money, right? But at some point, maybe then you're like, oh, this is really working. I do want to do it full time. Well, that's a different kind of success. Depending on your business model, you probably are going to be needing to generate between 50,000 and 100,000 a year to go full time in your business. You don't have to do a full year of it, but that, that you're having that monthly revenue about that level. I say those numbers because remember, and this is where it gets tricky, you, not everything you make is profit. <laughs> it is revenue is just what comes in the door, what goes into the bank. But as your business grows, your expenses will increase. If you're making physical products, you're going to have to buy more stuff. You might start getting a better price on it. So your margins might increase, but you're still going to have to spend more cash to make those products. If you do digital products, you're going to need advanced software. You're going to need a team to monitor your inbox and to manage communications with your customers. All of that costs money. So that's why I, again, personal, it's a personal thing, depends where you live, but most people need revenue between 50 and $100,000 in order to go full time. So those goals then shift. Well, if you're half your revenue and $100,000, but you need to bring on a team member to keep supporting your customers fully, now you need more revenue, okay? So this is where the idea of success starts to shift. Also, you might find that your personal expenses go up as your business grows. Now, I'm not a financial advisor, and I know that like that's like the I feel like that's like the number one like financial advisor meme is like, oh, don't increase your lifestyle expenses as you make more money. 
But if you're anything like me, you probably suppressed a lot of lifestyle needs for many years, like medical care, mental health care, replacing things that were completely worn out and disgusting. Um, and at some point you might need, like you were, I know I was living on far less than what was even sustainable for me. So my lifestyle costs more now because I actually go to therapy, thank fucking God, right? So just keeping in mind that some of the things that are off the table for you now, if you have more money, might be really important, right? Medical care, you being able to take your kids to different kind of events and like be able to go places and do things and take care of yourself and take care of your community. So just being mindful that these numbers can be a little bit elastic and that they can shift. So for success, let's pick an initial goal that will give you the feedback that you are on the right track. If you like that $1,000 mark, go for it. If you're already more established, then I'd start to look at some of those bigger goals. How much do you need to make to be able to hire someone and get some of your time back, for example? That's a really fantastic success goal. And then also add on a lifestyle goal. I think those are really helpful. Again, for me, it was being able to work from home. Maybe for you, it is being able to sleep until 10 every day or not have to go to your side job on the weekends, right? It can be anything that you want or to be able to afford something, be able to afford therapy, woohoo, right? So these are the things. So that's the first step here is you have to know what success means to you. The second thing that's really important with this, when will my business be successful thing, is to recognize that when you're asking those questions, you're often doing it either in a vacuum in the sense that you have no idea what the timeline should be, or you're comparing yourself to the externals of other people's businesses. What people post on social media is not real. Even the most transparent person cannot possibly, without literally going through their books with you, um, their, their statements and uh, their bookkeeping, cannot tell you the truth of their business. And to be honest, like that's not your business. <laughs> you, you know, they don't need to do that. But it's really easy on social media to get caught up on what look like success indicators that are not necessarily telling you what success is. So for example, a lot of times when somebody has a really impressive, oh, I went from zero to multiple six figures in six months situation, they probably spent a huge amount of money on ads. They might actually have spent more than they made on ads. That's not an abnormal thing. Another thing that happens a lot is people will say they have a six figure business, but they're adding up what they made over the past 10 years, okay? We think six-figure business, we probably think yearly, but they're adding up everything for the past 10 years, which is far, far under $100,000 a year, which again is fine, but that's what we call marketer math, right? When we're massaging the numbers to look a certain way. So we also compare often these lifestyle things. People, you know, I, you guys are familiar with like the, the boss, babe, girl, boss, Bali, babe, boss situation, especially on something like Instagram or TikTok. We're seeing that a lot over there as well. There's a Twitter version of this too, especially with like tech, um, a lot of like kind of lifestyle flex happening um, where people are like posting pictures of themselves in like beautiful locales or carrying really fancy handbags. And what you don't know is that, which is fine, but they rented the handbag, right? On Rent the Runway. Cool. Not the same as buying the handbag though, right? As a lifestyle flex of being like, oh, I can afford this. The Rent the Runway and stuff like that is probably awesome because you are not contributing as much to waste, but that's a different conversation. Um, if you want those things, but you know, or you don't know, maybe their parents paid for their vacation or their partner, right? You have no idea what the reality is behind those pictures, behind those images, behind those stories. So often then 
People are comparing their success to the externals of what is being sold to them. And we do this even when we're aware of it, right? I do this. I see I see colleagues, I see people who have kind of similar businesses and I still will be like, oh wow, they did that so fast. Oh wow, they're making so much money. Oh, they did that. And then I'm like, I have to remember, I have to check myself and be like, you have no idea what that means, right? Maybe they did, in which case, awesome, right? I'm pretty good at this point of getting excited for people. Like I really do see opportunity in the success of others, um, which is great. That's a great, this is a great practice to kind of, um, this is like abundance mindset really, is like believing that there's like more than enough to go around. We're all gonna make it, right? But you know, I still also trained in scarcity, can look at things and be like, oh man, am I doing something wrong? Am I not successful? But I don't know their full story. I don't know how they got there. I don't know what they did, okay? So we have to remember that. Let's add a little bit of context. I was, um, one of the things that I think is kind of hard to see if you are not really steeped in business, you're running your first business, you don't know people who have run businesses before, and maybe you're not in a mastermind, you're not in a group coaching program. And I gotta be honest, one of the reasons to invest in those more advanced programs, especially as your business grows, is so that you actually know what's happening behind the scenes, right? We're gonna launch a new program soon that's for established business owners. And part of what I'm excited about is for us to have a very clear container with very clear boundaries where we can really talk about the reality of some of this stuff, some of the challenges, um, how much it costs to do certain things, the sacrifices that people are making, the wins people are having, right? But if you're not in that space, you're not ready to make those investments, then you really have no idea what the fuck is going on. So I'm going to share my personal timeline. And then I'm going to talk about a little bit of what I see with my customers kind of as a whole, again, anecdotal. And then I want to talk just a little bit about some of the factors that may make it easier for people to grow than others. Because I think when you know the truth about how people are doing these, you know, zero to a million dollars in like five minutes situations, what, what's really happening, I think it's helpful to then right size your own growth. So keeping in mind that I entered into the business space, into running my own business with years of sales, marketing, and communication. I think this is really important. This was something that I already had skills in. Now I hadn't run my own business before and it is very different. Learning to translate those skills has been a lot of what I've done in the past five years. And the, the gift of that is now the Holistic Business Academy, right? And our new framework where I have distilled all of that into this kind of Socratic method style of teaching so that you can discover for yourself what your business is and how you want to run it. Um, but I didn't have all of that figured out per se, but I did know how to market and to do sales because I had been doing it my entire adult life. So I had that kind of unfair advantage. But from the time I started my business to when I first started generating revenue um, that made me feel like there was like something here was probably about six months. Um, I had some opportunities during that time. At this time, I was reading tarot primarily. I had made a little bit of cash here and there. Um, some friends, shout out Anna Tonk um, who uh, of the Soul Unity. Thank you, Anna, who I think hooked me up with my first ever um, tarot reading gig at a store, which was super cool. Thanks, Anna. Anna's a rock star. If you don't know her membership site, the Soul Unity, you should check it out. Um, and we have an old episode with her talking about how to pitch corporate um, events because that's something Anna's really fantastic at. But Anna hooked me up with my first ever um, event. So, you know, for the first time I went somewhere and people paid me money. And a few months after that, I was working a few more events. I had started to get some private clients and I worked a holiday season and I made my first, I had my first four figure month basically. 
right? I actually think I made $2,000 that December and I had really started, I think in like May, June. So about six months. And that was the first time when I was like, oh shit. Now keep in mind, I was in New York City at the time at a time when tarot readers were extremely popular. And I was, thanks to people like Anna, hooked up with a lot of gigs. So I really had a network connection that helped me to get some of that success faster. Um, and I was selling some herbal products and I just, I, I was very much working in my local community, not online so much, but I did have, I think we made $2,000 in December. Um, that's what I remember now. I might be inflating it. I am sure it was over $1,000. I could look it up, but I honestly don't even know how I would because I wasn't tracking my expenses or my income yet. But I remember that moment, that holiday season, I was like, oh shit right? This might actually be something. Now, again, for me, I think I told you guys that thousand dollar mark, that felt really big. Um, it's worth noting though, that that was immediately before I moved to Asheville and my business crashed for the next six months. And I entered a major depression and stopped seeing clients for a while. There are some old episodes about that, uh, that if you want to dig up here, you could go find them. So I had this win, um, and things immediately crashed. I moved because remember I was doing my business primarily locally. I no longer had those connections and I'd been in New York for about 11 years by then. So I knew a fair number of people. Like I was pretty embedded in community here. Um, I'm now back here, but I moved and I didn't have that. And that's when I really started focusing online, but it was some fits and starts. And I wasn't really at a place of saying, Oh, this is a win again for probably until I was in my second year of business. And that's when things started to click again. It probably took me another six months to actually get the gears moving in a way that was sustainable and supportive for my business. And I think that's really important to share because a lot of times we do have these early wins and then things go sideways and we think there's something wrong. It's not. That's actually normal because often those early wins are due to things like sometimes a stroke of luck. Sometimes it is a holiday season. I, this is very common where, like I remember, this was a December thing. I worked at events. I worked at... Um, I did markets, like there was a lot going on for me to make sales. And then of course in January, there wasn't <laughs> in addition to moving. So it's, a, it's not uncommon for us to have a big win month and then have things really back off. Also often to make that first month that feels like a success, it takes a lot of effort. I burn myself out, right? You may have done that to yourself too. We'll, we'll really push and shove and force ourselves to get that good month and then we crash. This is why we have a whole holistic business approach now because I learned this lesson over, over and over again. But it was in my second year that I, first of all, sold my first online classes and that was really mind blowing to me. I could not believe that I was able to make money on the internet. <laughs> it was fantastic. Obviously I'm a big fan of this now and we make all of our money on the internet, but it was a big moment for me. And in my second year, I was able to go full time in my business. And that is, it was basically the end of the second year. So at that point in my second year, I had those couple of freelance clients. That's part of what helped me to go full time. So I was working for myself full time, but my full income to be clear, was not coming just from teaching tarot and doing tarot readings every month. Right. I did also have a little bit of a boost. I think I had a client where I was making, I had like a five or six month contract that was like eight or $900 a month which at the time seemed huge. Um, I was definitely undercharging for that contract. Um, but that gave me enough flexibility and stability to feel like I could take that leap and go full-time. Because prior to that, I was working two part-time jobs um, in addition to running my business. So then I hit my major goal. I was at home all the time, right? 
And then it probably took another couple years until I started to feel more financially stable and through that lens successful. And honestly, it's just in this past year that I've been able to finally pay myself properly, which I mentioned last week. So that is my growth trajectory. Now, I see this a lot for folks that the first year of business is chaotic evil, okay? When I'm working with folks in HBA, that's really common. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you like. You don't know what your customers need. You don't know who your customers are. And time and again, I see folks start businesses thinking they're going to be successful in month one or month two. And I gotta tell you, that is rare. It can happen. I'm not trying to shut the door, but that is rare. Most folks need a solid year plus to get stability, to figure out what they're doing, to test and try and tweak and get a sense of what's really happening before the momentum starts to build. So what we tend to see is that in year two to year three is where people are able to make that leap full time if they want to. Again, this is your mileage may vary. It depends on what a, how much, frankly, a priority your business is. I think we use the word commitment a lot. What I really mean is priority. Are you prioritizing it? There are tons of people who have businesses for years and do not prioritize it. That's fine, but it is what it is. If it's not a priority, it's not going to grow. I can almost guarantee that. So we tend to see in year two or three is when that momentum really starts to build for people. Things start to click. Um, This can shift if you um, have a really big audience already or a few other things that we'll talk about in a minute, but usually year two or three is where it like starts to really grow and people are like, oh yeah, right? You're really feeling like I can do this. So if you're just starting out, don't, don't worry. (laughs) Don't rush the process. You might have a great win right up front and I hope you fucking do. I actually talked to a customer the other day who like did something and like it immediately started working. I was like, that's the best news ever. But I also think it's appropriate to set real expectations that chances are you're not going to have an amazing win your first year that solves all your problems. That's not normal because you're learning the skills you're building the customer base and you're building the momentum for your offers and you're learning how to make offers. You're learning what people even fucking want to buy from you. It doesn't happen overnight and that is okay. Give yourself some breathing room. You're not a failure because in month two, your business isn't perfect. It's not gonna be. Perfect also doesn't exist, especially for a business. So around maybe year two or three, we see a lot of people make that leap to a place where things start to feel a little bit more stable, a little bit more secure. And then years four, five is when we see really the decisions that are being made about what kind of business you want. Do you want to stay a a solopreneur, run your own thing, keep it a little bit smaller, or do you want to scale? And that's a whole different conversation. Um, But I hope that's helpful to give a little bit of, of of a wiggle room because I think that the internet, and if you don't know, it's easy to think that it's just supposed to work, right? If it were any good, people would buy it, right? That's this like belief that kind of gets reinforced and it's simply not true. When you're starting a business, you are learning so many new skills. You are selling your work probably for the first time. Again, I had a sales and marketing background. I still had to learn how to sell my own stuff, right? That's a different experience. It's a different mind game. And ultimately you have to figure out what kind of business you want and what you want from it. And that can take time. And this like magical momentum thing, which you know we could think of as being alignment, but really what it is is stacking your efforts over time. It takes a minute for people to find out who you are, for people to know what you're offering, and then to actually need what you're offering. It doesn't always happen all at once. So I wanna conclude by talking about the kind of unfair advantages 
that can sometimes actually honestly promote people's businesses faster. And some of you may have experienced these things. They're fair. And I say unfair advantages, like in quotes, like whatever. Um, but just like things just to keep in mind that if you don't have them, that could be a reason why you feel like you're moving slower. So the first and most important one is fucking cash. Okay. So many small business owners compare themselves to businesses that are actively funded whether that is from people's personal funds, from their families, or from venture capital or loans. You do not know what it took for somebody to get where they are. And people who tend to grow really fast, who seem like they're coming out of nowhere, especially if their branding is solid and they're running ads, they probably have money. Now, it's not a bad thing. Um, you may be able to go and get a business loan from your bank, for online businesses, that's a little bit harder. Usually I think that works best if you're kind of doing brick and mortar and need to build it out or something. I'm not as familiar with that. I've never gotten a business loan. Um, but that is often when people feel like they seem like they've grown really quickly. Often there's some funding. And you probably have seen businesses that do a big GoFundMe or a Kickstarter to kick off their business. It's not uncommon, especially people who make physical products or are going to have businesses that are labor intensive and are going to require hiring up front. It's pretty common for people to run to get money. This is why venture capital exists, right? Is because people need money to essentially buy the time to make a product. That's a conversation again for another day. I feel like there's so many good tangents off of this one, but that's why VC exists um, because people need money or angel funds or whatever, right? Um, so if you don't have that, don't compare yourself to people who do. And I know it can be tricky. You don't know. I mean, really, here's the thing. Don't compare yourself, right? Work with a business coach, join a community. You can come work with me in Holistic Business Academy. Get on the wait list at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash wait list or work with someone else. Doesn't fucking matter. It's helpful not to be in the echo chamber of your brain and social media on this, but try not to compare yourself to people who have funding, okay? Because whether that is family money, whether that is their personal money that they've saved. Now, if you have saved your personal money to invest in your business, awesome, great. You are ahead of the fucking game, okay? Use it, enjoy it. Um, when I started my business, I did have some credit on credit cards. And I think that's the primary thing that I used to facilitate some business growth, primarily because I was paying rent on my credit cards, which I do not recommend because um, I was having a hard time making money. I already talked about that in other episodes, but um, you know that was something I had access to. I really don't recommend that strategy. And that's one of the reasons I was able to grow my business was because I used credit cards to cover things when I wasn't able to find work. The, the money is a huge factor. The second big factor is experience. Have, the, have you done this before? Growing your second business is definitely easier than growing your first, okay? So if you're brand new, if you've never run a business, and especially I'm gonna say if you've never managed a business for somebody else, if you were never a shop manager or a floor manager, backup house manager in a restaurant, never involved in kind of bigger decisions at a business, you're definitely learning a new skill. But if you've never run your own business, then this is all new, right? A lot of skills are transferable from other jobs, but running your own business is a new skill, especially because there's no one to tell you what to do, okay? And there's no one to hold you accountable besides yourself, ultimately. And those are new things if you're coming from working more traditional jobs. So if you're going to start a business and then start a second business, the second one's going to be easier. I am totally confident that if I started a bus another business, it would be a lot fucking easier than my first time. I know so much more now, not just as a marketer and a strategist, but just how to think about business and how not to get in my own way and how to test the market and how to figure out what people really need. Those are all skills I didn't have when I started my business. So 
sometimes when people feel like seem like they're growing really fast, it's not their first business. And you might not know that if they aren't talking about that openly, not that they're hiding it, but like, you know, if you see a business growing fast, they're not gonna be like our founder who also founded five other things. Like that's probably not part of their marketing. So you won't learn that. A lot of times that is an unfair advantage. Folks have those experiences already or were in jobs previously that gave them extra skills, like mine being in sales and marketing my entire life, okay? The third piece here is if you start a business after you've already grown an audience. So this is a little bit less of a common strategy for people I work with, but I know this is very true, especially those of you in the um, influencer space or content creation space, people maybe who have um, really focused on social media early, there often comes a point where you have a big audience and you want to monetize. You're like, wow, I've put in all this fucking labor. I would really love to support these people at a deeper level and get paid. That can be an unfair advantage because you already have a group of people who are paying attention to you. So if you're just starting out and you have just started your first you know, TikTok account, please don't compare yourself to the person that hopped on at the peak last spring and got really popular really fast, okay? Or who's been on it even from the beginning. It's not a fair comparison um, because if you already have an existing audience of people interested in your work, then it is easier to reach them and to sell them things. That's also, to be clear, how I started my business. Though that was through my personal network, right? By being in New York City, the people I knew, making connections, making friends, and using that, I mean, not using my friends, but like leveraging that, if you will, in order to get some of these opportunities, okay? So that can also be a personal networking thing. We talked about collaborations in our episode last week. That can be part of it too. It doesn't have to be social media, but if you're brand new in an industry and you don't know anyone yet, then it's gonna be hard for people to recommend you. Same thing as if you're brand new on social media and no one's following you yet. So the folks who have already done that work, it's gonna be easier for them to grow their business. Like even right now, I'm doing more freelance writing. It's much easier for me to get freelance writing assignments right now, good paid gigs, because I've been doing it for, oh God, 10 years? <laughs> I've been doing it on and off for 10 years. I already have clips, I have experience, I know how to pitch, and I know how to get to know people in that field if I wanna do writing. So that's, you know, if I were just gonna start out right now and I didn't know anyone, I wouldn't have that advantage. So my goal with this episode ultimately has been to say this, right? You have to define what success means to you. I encourage you to recognize that that will likely change and that that's normal and that's okay. But pick a next step. Pick what you need to know, what you want to feel in order to know you're on the right path. And if you're just starting out in your business, it's probably not gonna be two months. It's probably not gonna be three. It's probably not gonna be six. It's probably not gonna even be 12. Though it might, and I am really, really excited for you. I would love for it to be. <laughs> I want that for you. But I also wanna put it in context and say it can take a couple years for these things to build and that is normal. And that the amount of prioritization, like how, how high priority this is for you, is also going to make a difference. One of the reasons my business is successful is because it had to be. I was broke, I was in debt, I could barely get good work and the work I got was extremely underpaid and shitty. And I was like, I don't have another option. I have to make this work because with my health, with my brain, I can't go back to a full-time job. I don't have the skills to get the kind of job I want. I know I can't go back to school. I have to make this work. 
okay? And I'm not saying you have to have all those, like that kind of the hunger that comes from desperation. I really hope you don't, but you do have to prioritize it if you want to see even the kind of growth I talked about today. And just keep in mind that there are a lot of reasons why some people might be growing faster and that's okay. And also if you have any of those things I talked about, you have access to those things, please use them. Let yourself succeed. We need you to succeed. When you succeed, we do all succeed. This is definitely a rising tide vibe, okay? So I hope this was helpful to give some context. And especially if you are considering joining a program like the Holistic Business Academy when we reopen, I gotta be straight up. You're not gonna get the result you're looking for in one month. <laughs> if you are looking to come for a month um, and think that's gonna get you everything you need, I can't get your business to what any version of success probably in a month. We do have members who've had amazing results in one month, <laughs> for sure. I've got some really great testimonials on that. But whether you wanna work with me, if you're getting your first business book, you're listening to one episode of a podcast, that's probably not gonna take you from zero to your goal. And that's okay. We just need to extend that timeline a little bit, offer ourselves some compassion for where we are on the journey, what skills we have and what skills we need to develop and recognize that ultimately business, as long as you have the business, is always going to be changing. What success looks like is going to be different. What success is like for me personally at this point in my business is so different than it was a few years ago. It is much more lifestyle based not in terms of having a certain amount of money, but in terms of how I want to spend my time and how I want to feel. Like that's a big priority for me, how I want my team to feel, like what we're able to do and like our like the way we're living our lives and doing our work. Success is about that for me right now versus making you making more money, right? That's a little bit less of what I'm interested in at this moment. So, these are things to think about, but here's the deal. I firmly believe that like you can have a successful business. It may not happen on the timeline that you want it to. It's not gonna probably happen in two months. Though again, I'm really here for that for you and I really want it <laughs> for you. And if you're already established and you're looking around and you're like, oh my God, what is this? Is this the business I wanted? Is this the life I wanted? And you're like, no, it's time to figure out what success feels and looks like to you now. Cause it is a metric that is going to change and that is okay. We'll be doing an episode a little bit later this year about success metrics and that changing as your business scales. So if you're somebody who's more established and you've been like, this is cool, but like I'm past this first couple of years, like I'm making revenue and I hate my life. Uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> coming up soon. In the meantime though, whether you are in your first couple of years of business or you are more established, I really want to invite you to join the waitlist for the Holistic Business Academy. We are reopening the doors on November 16th. Um, this is going to be our final public live launch of the year. You can get on the waitlist at holisticbusinessacademy.com forward slash waitlist. And honestly, the reason that I am so passionate about this, besides the fact that it is my own product, yes, of course I'm passionate about it, but it is because this is a program that's going to help you to build a business that actually works for you. It is actually aligned with your values and your needs and your desires, and that you're going to be building based on the foundation of what you want your life to be. And this is very different than other programs. I can't tell you what to do. I could tell you, I guess, the three steps I took to grow my business. I give those tips all the time. But in Holistic Business Academy, I'm not trying to teach you shiny strategies that will make you a quick buck tomorrow. I'm trying to help you develop how you think about business, to have a deeper understanding of why things work and why things don't work, to have the skills to assess whether or not you're meeting your success goals, whether or not you even want those fucking goals, and what you can do to get there. This program is not like other programs. 
there's very, very little of the uh, here's a fill in the blank caption for your Instagram because honestly, that doesn't work. <laughs> you need to learn how to be the business owner you were meant to be. And that's what my program is all about. So I hope that you will join us on the wait list. I cannot wait to see everyone we're going to be welcoming in November. And if you're a longtime fan or even a member and you know somebody who would benefit from our community, someone who wants to be in a space with people who are doing a bunch of different interesting things, a diverse community of people and a diverse community of businesses, like it's not all just one niche, like seeing people apply things in different ways and all the cool ideas they have and that you really thrive in you in this collaborative community, let them know. Let them know about the waitlist. They can get on there. So they'll be the first to know when we do open the doors. All right, y'all. I will see you next week. Bye for now.